Before I start this show, I want to share something very difficult with you. In December 2022, I put out the 14 News Christmas Quiz, which was gratefully received by everyone that heard it, telling me that they found it hilarious, and that was due to the talent on it. Tim, Sam, and amazing Kevin Bartlett. I'm very sad to report that Kevin Bartlett died the week before last Christmas leaving behind his amazing fiancée, Kaylee, and his parents. I wish to dedicate this show to Kevin, but also to Kaylee and his parents, and send them all my love, best wishes, and strength. In the past two decades, more than two decades that I've known Kevin, he's been more like a brother than a friend to me. My love for him runs that deep. And I'm very grateful, even more so now that the week of my birthday at the end of November, Kevin surprised me by flying out from the States to spend it with me. And we had an amazing weekend together, which I will treasure for the rest of my life. No words that I can say here can even begin to describe the massive light that Kevin was. How funny, intelligent, and kind, and just what an enormous presence he was that filled every single room. I just want to say to you, Kevin, rest in peace, my brother, and best wishes and love to you, wherever you are. This one goes out to you. Welcome to the 14 News Podcast with your host, James Coppert. Oi, oi, Minkus. Happy New Year. I hope you're all safe and well and that you had a good celebration over the holidays. I know where uh, I announced that I was doing an interview with Paul Sinclair. It's still on the cards, but as you could tell, my Christmas wasn't quite what I expected it to be. And Paul's also been busy and we just haven't managed to catch up, but it will be happening. My new year was also pretty horrific, so uh, just tucked in to my first can, getting ready to celebrate the new year. A beautiful 12% stout from uh, Brew York, my favourite brewery. But luckily I didn't get to finish it um, because I had to drive because my son had been out and pulled a pint glass out of another pint glass which shattered and almost severed his thumb. So I spent the entire night in hospital till about half three in the morning where they were sewing his, his thumb back together. Um, we've had to go into hall to see plastic surgeon but luckily everything's going okay and he seems to be healing all right but not, not the nicest experience. Which then just amplified by returning home to find Aggie my daughter vomiting everywhere um, which she continued to do pretty much every half an hour all through the night with a horrific sickness bug so the new year was brought in in the most uh, non-fun way let's say I hope yours was a lot better and let's be honest it's, it's only up from here isn't it it can only go up from here so I am going to try a new format getting a monthly show done 
has been proven just to be too difficult with working full time, being a dad and all the other projects that I do. So what I'm going to try and do instead is going to try and put a show out each week with that week's 14 news. That way, if one weekend I am busy and I don't have any spare time whatsoever and the show doesn't get put out, then I'm not throwing away a load of work and we're only missing one week. So this is the plan. We'll see how much it works and this is the first one of those. So I'm going to start as I mean to go on. So we've got one week's worth of 14 news. So I hope you enjoy it. In the show notes, I will put the various links, including a WhatsApp page. So it's not a group. Um, It's an actual page where you can see the posts that I put up. And basically any news story that I show on here and many more, I will post on that WhatsApp page. So please feel free to join. You can leave at any point if you so wish. Um, I'll also put my videos up that I put on TikTok of like the ghost stories and some of the paranormal investigations that we're doing. We have got big plans for, for this year. Um, so I'm really going to try and make an effort with this show. But we're also launching a YouTube channel where we're doing some of the paranormal investigations. A couple of you have asked me about the uh, first dates episode that I'm on. Um, I still haven't got confirmation when it's going to be on, but they filmed them all in one go and they could be shown over the next two years. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, But I will keep you up to date with all of that. So as always, it's a massive help. Um, I'm a one person band and I do this in my spare time. Um, So anyone that um, wants to support, please do just go on whatever you're listening to now and just press five stars and just share it on social media and tell your friends that's how you can support the show and i deeply appreciate all those that do um i will put all the show notes in with contact details and everything else um and let's just get on with it let's start with some predictions for 2024 i have often covered baba vanga's predictions at the start of each year the blind mystic from bulgaria was said to be that accurate that she started to be employed by the government and even accurately predicted her own death. Even though she died in 1996, she made predictions for many years afterwards and is said to have predicted everything from 9-11 to a black president being elected the year Obama was and also COVID. So what jollies does she have for us all in 2024? Well, first of all, she claims that President Putin will be assassinated and just mentioning his name on the show means that this show suddenly gets downloads in Russia. But they're not listening. Honest. Secondly, Europe will see a rise in terror attacks. So that's something to look forward to. The world will have a series of biological attacks and another treat to anticipate. There will also be a huge economic crisis. Whereas fellow predictor Nostradamus thinks 2024 will have parched earth get battered by huge floods. So all in all, a merry time all year round. Happy New Year. So Jim Ratcliffe has purchased Manchester United, who are ghosts of their former selves. That's not the story. The story is that the Daily Star reports that he's also just bought London's Grenadier pub, widely considered London's most haunted boozer. The pub in Belgravia, built in 1720, has had Madonna and Prince William as some of its most recent patrons. However, in the past, it was often a place where soldiers would drink. 
One of these soldiers was Cedric, who in 1818 decided to gain an advantage in a game of cards by cheating. The other soldiers at the table weren't impressed, took him outside and beat the Grenadiers close to death. With his final beats of his heart, he dragged himself back inside the pub, and there he died, and there he still remains, with many people still seeing his spirit to this day. Behind the bar lays his portrait, and to appease his spirit, people donate money to pay off his gambling debt, with notes of currency from all over the globe now stuck to the pub ceiling. However, old Sedders doesn't seem to be at rest just yet. Those that go to the basement often hear groaning of a male's disembodied voice, and upstairs objects move by themselves, completely vanish, or disappear and reappear in different places. Footsteps can be heard wandering around empty rooms, and a chilling cold suddenly appears. Finally, chairs and tables are seen shaking, almost as in fear, something that never seems to happen to United's opposition anymore. Look, before you all get upset with me, I support Chelsea, all right? It's, uh, it's not going well for us either. In fact, tomorrow night, I am going to Middlesbrough to watch us play and probably lose. So, do you know what I mean? TMZ reports the story of a man who met Lily the Doll at Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. Lily the Doll's origin story begins when an Oregon-based antiques dealer found her underneath an old steamer trunk and took her back to the store. He immediately, that night, started to have horrific nightmares about a young girl dying a violent death. The nightmare continued when a little girl visited the antique store and told her mother that she had a conversation with the girl who lives inside Lily, who died in a scary way. When Zach went to investigate the shop, the woman working behind the counter took Lily down from the shelf and immediately doubled over in pain, chanting, I must wash my hands. I must wash my hands. The man, who was on the tour of the museum at the time, started staring into the eyes of Lily the doll and immediately felt faint. He passed out, banging his head on the display, and when he came to, refused to speak to any staff members and fled the museum without saying a word. Sticking with haunted doll stories, the Mirror reported that a mum wanted to get rid of a frozen Elsa doll, but due to paranormal issues, she's not been able to let it go. The mother from Houston, Texas, said everything was okay until one day they decided to switch the doll off. Despite the switch being in the off position, the doll started to talk and sing in Spanish when previously it had been speaking in English. It started to really freak the family out. So, with their daughter's blessing, they threw Elsa out, only to find the doll reappear back in the house a week later. Not once, but twice. The freaked-out family got the doll and wrapped it in its own bin bag. They placed this bin bag in another bin bag filled with other trash and left it out for the garbage collection from which it was collected and taken away, only to find it in their backyard a week later. The second time they did this, it turned up not just in their backyard, but in their house, sat on a bench. 
So fed up and not willing to risk it a third time, they sent it all the way to the friend Chris, who lives 1,500 miles away, who strapped it to the front of his car. So if you see a car with a frozen Elsa doll on the front, be sure to wave, so you don't want her to come home and find her sat on your bed. Rumours of Disney making an Elsa vs Annabelle film have just been made up. As you know, normally I mock stories about dolls, especially like haunted dolls. I just don't, or previously didn't really believe it. But then I've had two experiences myself recently. So first of all, I was given a doll and asked to just take it out of the house because it was freaking the family out. I got it home and of course just put it in my front room, behind me in fact right now actually, on the bookshelf. And when I came down the next day, the doll was on the floor. Now, nothing too strange about that. I've got a cat or it could have just fallen on the floor. But it was too far from the bookcase to have fallen naturally. I even did a number of experiments um, to, to see kind of like if it falls, where it would go to and where it would roll. And every single time it pretty much fell directly in front of the bookcase without any movement. This was about a metre away from the bookcase. But nothing's happened since. She sat up there right now. Looks absolutely fine. But the week before Christmas is a, is a week that's often has a lot of activity going on in the house for some reason with the poltergeist anyway i'd uh, been outside and when i came home a different doll that was up in the bathroom which is two floors up was sat upright on my sofa as if watching tv now the dog wasn't in my daughter wasn't in at this time either the only thing in was my cat and pumpkin cat is the runt of the litter this doll is almost as big as her so there's no way that she could have carried it downstairs and positioned it in that position. Also, before I went out, I was sat on the sofa where the doll was, and it definitely wasn't there. And I even recall seeing it, thinking I must move that, when I went to the bathroom as well before I left. Weird. Anyway, on with the news. And the India Times reported that a man was alerted to movement by his ring camera, in his garage and looked to see a strange white mist in the form of a human being moving up and down the room in his garage. It is reported that he is now considering moving house as he was alone at the time and doesn't want to stay there anymore. Joan Rivers' old penthouse has been on the market but isn't selling even when it's having a paltry $4 million taken off its asking price. Could this be due to the return of Mrs Spencer? The magazine She reported that Rivers claimed a lady called Mrs Spencer was regularly seen in the apartment, said to be J.P. Morgan's niece. Many guests, and Rivers herself, had seen the apparition. So much so, Rivers hired a voodoo priestess and hung Mrs Spencer's picture above the fireplace, which was said to cease the ghost reappearing. However, the apartment now having taken $4 million off the asking price, still won't be sold. Is it because the rumours still persist and people are too scared to buy the apartment? Or have the latest owners taken down the picture of Mrs Spencer, meaning she's returning? In 2013, Shepton Mallet Prison stopped housing inmates after serving as a prison 
since 1625. The place, as well as a prison, has also seen many executions, including more recently 16 condemned USA soldiers who were hanged during World War II, and another two whom were shot by firing squads. The site has become a tourist attraction, but was about to be shut down, but saved last minute and will remain open until 2024. Many claim it is one of the most haunted places in this country. It's no wonder we visitors reported seeing shadows and white figures standing on the stairs, as well as a white lady walking up and down the wing. She is said to be the ghost of a woman who murdered a husband and was sentenced to death by hanging. Her final wish was to be hung wearing her wedding dress. Something often requested on SNM websites as well. But when they went to collect her, they found her already dead on the bed with no cause of death ever determined. Prisoners would suddenly have temperature drops in the cells and the smell of perfume filled the air. So frequent were the sightings that many prison officers would refuse to walk on the wing at night with many quitting on the spot, which even led to a government home office investigation being carried out, which turned out to have a non-conclusive answer. I find this interesting. For them to say it's non-conclusive means that they've found some evidence, but the home office can't go, oh yeah, there's definitely a ghost walking up and down here. So they've just left it as the conclusion is non-conclusive, which to me says a lot. Known for his musical Phantom of the Opera, The Telegraph reports that Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber has himself had troubles with his own phantom. He claims he's been haunted by a poltergeist at his 19th century home in Eaton Square, London. Lloyd Webber stated he would lose scripts and then find them neatly stacked in some obscure room of the house that no one has been in. So troubled at how frequent these events were, he employed the services of a priest to bless his house, and apparently the activity has now ceased. Maybe he just didn't want Webber to write any more plays. You may remember the viral story last year of a cursed painting in a charity shop window in Hastings that was purchased twice and immediately returned to the shop. The first owner returned it after just one night. The next owner purchased it for £25 and then said she was chased by a black figure. She then sold it to the owner of the London Bridge Experience for £1,680 or $2,137. On the way to pick it up, the new owner's car broke down. He then injured his collarbone and when he put it in the attraction, cameras Wi-Fi and TVs have all mysteriously shut down, as reported by the Daily Mail. Lights have also suddenly started flickering, and staff have even seen a figure in a black skirt. When the owner took the painting to his home to do an interview on the radio, his toaster blew up and his father-in-law became suddenly ill. When the painting was first brought to the site, it was kept wrapped up and stored in an office and none of the staff were even told of its purchase, but on the very first day, the electronics started going on and off, and staff were reporting, seeing a shadow following them. No, not their own shadow. And a mysterious footsteps walking around when no one else was there. 
that also followed a massive series of bad luck, including two floodings of the site where it was stored. The owner said it's all coincidence until too many coincidences become too much of a coincidence. While the building itself already was built on a plague pit, maybe the energies amplified the spirit. But despite this, the painting is remaining on reception at the site now. And finally, in the ghost stories, the New York Post set the internet ablaze when it claimed a ghost had been spotted on Google Maps at a cemetery in New Hampshire. The photo is definitely convincing, but almost certainly paradelia, as the face appears in the centre of a bush where the trunk of the bush would be. It has always amazed me what you can see in someone's bush. And now for the UFO stories. Stalking is a crime with a low prosecution rate. But what about if you've been stalked by a UFO? The Metro reports this is happening to Kay Thorpe, a mother from Middleton near Leeds, UK. She stated that a star has been sat above a house for years and she thought it odd as you don't see many there due to light pollution. One day she took out her phone and zoomed in on the star and was shocked at what she saw. The object, which looks like a large glowing panel door, has been described to some as being like Doctor Who's TARDIS and others have speculated that it is the doorway to heaven. Some people were mocking the latter, but I don't think you should knock it. On a discovery, Kay thought, am I safe? But resigned herself to the fact that it's been there years and nothing has probed her yet that she's probably okay. The Irish star reported that Professor Bob Maguire has broke his silence of an experience of a USO after 30 years. The professor who works for Virginia Tech and Institute for Defence Analysis in the USA was partaking in a classified operation on board the USS Hampton submarine. He heard a strange sound of something whizzing by underwater. Sonar radar picked it up, confirmed it was going faster than the speed of sound, travelling at an incredible 3,330 miles per hour, or 5,359 kilometres per hour. Considering we know more about the moon than we do our oceans, which cover 75% of the planet, it's no wonder that anything that does want to hide from our ability to monitor them, then the ocean is the perfect place to do so. But, is it aliens? People from the future? People from another dimension? Atlanteans? Or just a really fast cod is still up for debate. Next we go on to cryptid stories. This week ATI published a story about the ghost town in Port Lock in Alaska. The port town known for its salmon cannery and waterways was abandoned in 1950 due to its infrastructure making it a no longer viable option compared to new towns near major roads. That, according to Hannah Riley Holtz in ATI, is just the official reason. She claims the real reason is because they fled en masse because a huge, hairy, half-man, half-beast started attacking the residents of the town. I know for a fact that's not enough to make people flee, because we have the same every night at 11pm when the Newcastle packet on Scarborough Seafront is kick-out time and everyone still lives here. Native Alaskans call the man Nontinuk, which translates literally as those that steal people. And there may be some parts of the legend that hold some water. 
1905, all the native Alaskans left the town the day after one of them spotted the man-creature in the woods, only returning after a year had passed. In the 1920s, the Anchorage Press reported sightings of the creature around the local mine and around trees which had been ripped up by their roots. In 1931, a logger called Andrew Kamluk was found dead, having been struck with a piece of logging gear. The only reason that it wasn't investigated as a murder was because no human being would be strong enough to lift the gear up. Hunters would be tracking moose and come across other tracks of 18-inch bipedal footprints, which evidence seemed to demonstrate that they also tracked moose, killed them, and then head to the mountains which were shrouded in fog. It was also no secret that people would be out hunting or go for walks in the area and mysteriously vanish, never to be seen again. The stories became enough for the remaining residents to leave the area, and that the wilderness and the wild man reclaimed the town. Bro Bible reported that Eon O'Fadhagin, a local Nessie spotter, claimed he's gathered more evidence after spotting a ten-foot wake on the surface of the water that was present for four minutes of time, so it would not be usual for the behaviour of things like a seal or a fish. However, given our government's current policy of dumping sewage in our waterways and seeing many Scotsmen's Christmas dinners on social media, I can think of some other culprits that might be floating on the surface. Workers at Weber Canyon in the USA were shocked that while walking in desolate remote area to come across tracks of feet in the snow that looked like that of a barefooted human but completely dwarfed the size tender of the photographer being almost double their size. Is this a good prank or genuine Sasquatch trail? And lastly, a roundup of the rest of the news. Paranormal is a word used to describe something not yet fully understood by science and thus consciousness fits firmly into that category. Scientists, philosophers and now AI experts all debate what exactly is consciousness and where does it come from. Those who listen regularly will know from all my research and investigations that I believe poltergeist activity is related to a disembodied intelligent consciousness and as such is something I'm fascinated by. Well, Germany's University of Tübingen, Australia's Monash University, Ireland's Trinity College Dublin and the USA University of Minnesota combine forces to conduct a study as to when consciousness first begins. It was previously thought that babies start generating consciousness slowly in the few weeks after birth, but it's since been discovered that it's even earlier than that. Now the research suggests that consciousness begins in the last four weeks of gestation in the womb. I believe this raises even more exciting questions for us all to consider. Is the insertion of consciousness simply a biological development? Because if it is, then in theory you could artificially generate consciousness using, in basic terms, the same chemical components and chemical reactions. Or, does it have more of a spiritual definition? Is there a point in time where this group of chemicals forms cells and then a consciousness is inserted? And if so, who inserts it? Is it a higher power? As always, let me know what you think. Dr. Mark Holly from
from Northwestern Michigan University has made a discovery at 40 feet below the surface of Lake Michigan. It is a Neolithic formation of stones over a mile in length and around 9,000 years old. Just to give some context, it's 4,000 years older than Stonehenge. Of course, this disrupts all current understanding of the region and its history. And just to confirm, the area at the time of its formation wasn't submerged underwater. On one rock, it's been noted that there was a brilliant carving of a mastodon. The exact location has been kept secret in order to preserve the stones and protect them from divers who often search down there for old shipwrecks. However, local Ottawa and Chippewa tribes have been told so they can help protect their heritage. Historians are now trying to piece together clues to the function of these stones. Do they have a practical purpose, such as trapping caribou, as has been found in other areas of the USA? Or, like Stonehenge, does it have some sort of spiritual or astrological connection? Or, if you look at the latest Fortean threads, speculation arises that it was built by skinwalkers so Bigfoot flying UFOs know where to land to avoid hitting Thunderbirds. A video went viral this week after people in Miami, Florida saw what looked like a strange city rising from the water miles out at sea. This is sure to be an optical illusion, but a very cool one at that. Interestingly, here in Scarborough for centuries, there are ghost houses that are said to appear when the sea fret rolls in on the shore of the beach, which is the local word for fog. What makes them really weird though is they're perfect in shape and form and don't reflect any buildings that are seen here on the shore. I like to think they are the ghost homes of those lost at sea and now and again they get to port on the shore so that they can watch their loved ones. Police in the USA have started trialling robots who look similarly like cop Daleks but without the plunger. But it's not going so well. The robots cost $70,000 a year for the police to hire and one rolled straight into the fountain in Washington DC and in Silicon Valley, one mowed down a child. They made the news again this week when a violent fight broke out in Salt Lake Park, Los Angeles. Kogo Kubara rushed over to the robots and pressed the emergency alert button on it for the robot simply to repeatedly tell her to step out the way and when she'd given up, It drove off, playing an intergalactic tune to itself instead, almost as if to mock the woman. You might solve one mystery, but it always leads on to another new one. A silk dress from 1888 was bought in a charity shop ten years ago, and the owner found a coded message in a hidden pocket. It became one of the top 50 well-known codes to be deciphered. The message reads... Bismarck Omit Leafage, Buck Bank Calgary, Cuba, Ungard Confute Duck Fagan, Spring Wilderness Lining Reading Novice. It was so hard to break, as it was using terms only USA government officials used, but, underwhelmingly, was used to describe the weather. It turns out it was to describe the weather on the date of the 27th of May 1888. Quite the anticlimax though it does open the questions as to why this weather description had to be coded and hidden and what happened to the owner of the dress. Her name was Bennett. 
and yet no trace of her has been found working at the department that used this code. I like to think that the weather code was another code for something else spy-related, just to keep the code nerds frothing at the mouth to think that they haven't cracked it yet. And the sound that you just heard after that was pumpkin cat falling off the sofa. And finally, the Elizabeth line on the London Underground is getting rid of its ghosts. However, not the many purported spirits that lurk there. On the benches, with many people being seated over the years, a greasy residue is often left behind in the shape of a black figure against the walls who were nicknamed appropriately ghosts. However, they're proposing putting up stickers to hide them that can be taken down or wiped. My feelings are different. I feel they should formally paint the outlines of these ghost figures on the walls in celebration of the many living souls that have sat there before travelling on to the next destination. And that's it. That's the 14 news of the first week in January. I will try and do another one next week. Um, But if I fail that, I'll do the one the week after instead. As I said, I will be interviewing Paul Sinclair, so if you have any questions, please do get in touch. 14newspodcast at gmail.com. Also on Twitter and Instagram, although if you've messed with me on those, I haven't checked them in ages, and I will do so soon as I can. Anyway, much love to you all. Genuinely wishing you all a happy new year. Let's hope it's a good one for all of us and the world in general. And take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the 14 News Podcast. Please check the show notes for the link to coffee to buy James a cup of coffee to help him stay awake while he writes the show. You can also show your appreciation by leaving a review and telling your friends. Until next time, 